What did the hand feel like? It felt amazing. I could see and feel everything on the other side. Hello, everyone. It's good to talk to you, to talk about, talk to me. And with you is fellow film critic who decided to stay up late at night and do this tonight. Uh, Tarek Fayumi uh, from Movies with Tarek on. Tarek, thank you for coming on. Oh, you're very welcome. Yes, there's a lot of things to say about this movie. And also even, especially being up at this late hour, there's just a lot about this horror film in particular where where a lot of this film is like is it's not forgettable at all it like all it has i feel talk to me even in the title of itself those three words are mm -hmm. honestly the element of surprise with talk to me <laughs> the, mm -hmm. th the three words alone talk to me mm -hmm. yeah well i mean it's a repetition that's used throughout the movie and of course that's a way to conjure the dead and this movie's quite interesting where it's a horror film but it plays a lot like this like the sixth sense where it was about trying to talk to the dead but they wanted to get to know something they they wanted basically to have someone to convene with to to communicate with oh um, yeah and in this movie this is like yeah the, the dead talk to you but they don't mean well they no, want to hurt don't. you. <laughs> oh and yeah, they're very they're very conniving in that way. Oh yeah, they don't mean well at all. There's like a lot of um, I always found the mix and turns of this film rather invigorating and also to an extent kind of poetic, but also misdirection that is misdefined in the most like compelling of ways, which is what I thought even. Like, because apparently to me, it was almost like there was more to the there was more to like the the terror uh, portion. But then a lot of the terror has tons of connections in which in which kind of is what makes most of its characters question their judgments, their morals, their past. But even then, it even I just like how it, I mean, no spoilers, but I like how it all comes down to ultimately who's kind of. Who, like, like you'll like it like for audience they'll probably find themselves thinking you know whose side are they on truly and wait like like when, once once more of the terror evolves just from the three words talk to me right right well i mean i could just throw this ticker up now just so then <laughs> we we'll just get into spoilers yes <laughs> just so then we can actually talk about the film uh yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. The horror element isn't from, you know, body horror. Or, and it, it, look, there is that. There is there is the element of physical impact and all that sort of stuff. But what there really is in this movie is there's the horror of, it's the story of a young girl whose mother was taken from her too soon and her trying to reconvene with her. And she finds a way to do that by grabbing this hand that these people find at a party that'll take you basically into the world of the dead where you can oh, yes. see them, you can convene with them, they'll take over your mm -hmm. body. And through that world, she finds a way to speak to her mother 
or is it really her mother? We don't know. <laughs> exactly. And also like even, even at hand, even in this scenario now, I'm just thinking like, even if this film alone kind of thing, like I just kind of like, like as I was thinking like multitasking of taking notes of this movie while watching this movie, the one aspect that really comes to me the most so much is that basically the, the past creates a trail for answers and also the haunted spirits come around in fragments and it and ultimately talk to me, which is where I find its brilliance is it's a terror film of components for feelings of suspense, but also brilliance. Definitely mm. kind of thing, because because like this is very different from what we're used to. And I also feel, you know, there's that punk attitude added with his with its setting. It's almost like a game of a vengeance and it's a new kind of horror that is fierce of unexplained circumstances, truly. <laughs> oh, wow. How about that? Well, the thing is, the thing that makes the horror work is how delicate it is to the characters. Mm-hmm. You're not just seeing someone who's another body count being killed here. You know, for instance, when Riley gets possessed and he ends up bashing his face in against the table, <laughs> I was holding my, my hands up going, oh, my God, this poor kid. In most horror films, I wouldn't care. I I just say, oh I, yeah. Oh, I feel but, you on that. I even felt that emotion too, because you're just thinking, okay, what what is this kid ever doing to make this fall onto himself? And then I think that's almost like the component of this film is like they choose who would be unexpected kind of thing. Like I'm sure from trailers, we wouldn't have expected much of that in this film kind of thing until that's the, that's the element of surprise. Like the one who is probably the least violent and not violent at all. Like, like, like gets the raw end of the deal, which is kind of what ups the suspense. I feel because you're, you're just asking yourself, why is, why is this innocent one to target? You know? Mm, Yeah. And, and you also see the impact it has on the family. Cause like when someone gets injured or hurt or dies in the movie it's we don't we don't just kind of cut away to the next group of <laughs> victims or someone running in the, in the woods away from jason Voorhees or whatever <laughs> yes you know, yeah where 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 we actually see the impact on the family and what it has on them when these horrific events occur you know we see how it affects the mother in the movie who uh if i if i if i were to go to them on my notes here, who who play the the Riley's uh, mother in the movie? That's okay, I got it right here. Actually, Miranda Otto. She oh, does, Miranda yeah. Otto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does a Miranda wonderful Otto. job playing like a, a grieving mother for a son who's basically on the verge of death in the hospital. You know, and. You get some other yes, great and, performances, and, and at and there was there's like tons of like very there's tons of like drama among personality, and that's really what fits for this film because especially if terror because it's like you know it's almost like like even in Moran and Otto's performance, like being the mom who lost someone, it's obvious she wants to find a reason to hate anyone who had anything to do with it. You know, yeah. and that just plays into the emotions of the terror itself, where it's like she has to try and learn to accept whatever terror is surrounding what happens, that it's that it's unfortunately 
that even as much as she doesn't want to believe it, it's not what she thinks, you know? Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, in a way, she's sort of like the ghost themselves, so she's just filled with rage. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, but that's what, but exactly what they want to give you. But yeah, it takes, the movie's great because it takes its time building character relationships. It mostly builds Mia's relationship with her deceased mom instead of opting for straight up horror. You know, it's building a tale about a girl who's trying to come to terms with, with her mother's suicide. Yes. Know? And because of that, the movie works so much more than just a typical horror film. It's definitely one where it's where I know the directors for a fact, they want their view, their audience to use their minds. It's it like, and ultimately how they do that is with, with even with, with talk to me, this is what they do and how I view it. They, test the waters of the past they test the waters of how deaths happens they have one that is possessed the horror is diverse and spread out the emotions spiral in stages of places but also there's just a mystery to every emotion surrounding the film and especially when you have mia who is the one trying to cope with grief like honesty and dishonesty comes around as the allies like like grow even darker truly <laughs> yeah and the, I really like the way they uh, use the hand in the movie because the hand is sort of like the big MacGuffin of the film. It's the thing that gets you communicated with the dead. And the funniest thing is when they were using that hand in the movie is like how they kind of mixed it with social media yes. where there were people coming in with like their phones filming. <laughs> when these people are convulsing and they're on the verge of death instead of helping them, they're out there documenting it, having a grand old time laughing at someone in horrible pain. I, I think, unfortunately, that film, now that you say that, that kind of just shows the perfect label that has, even though it's kind of sad and dramatic. Very dramatic, actually. But that's just, in a way, it's the right context of how our society has become in the actual world. But they but these directors do something creative. Because sadly, in this day and age, People broadcast depressing stuff like that. But in this film, it's like if you broadcast that shit, it's going to have consequences, even worse kind yeah. of thing. And these guys aren't like the kind of people just sitting up in the rafters yelling, oh, I hate social media. Like the uh, directors of this uh, movie, uh, Danny and Michael uh, Filippo, I believe mm-hmm. is, their, is their last is how you say the yep. last name. Yeah, they're the, there's these two twins from Australia who actually had this. Have you ever seen their YouTube channels called Raka Raka? Oh, yeah, I have. I was getting into it before watching Talk To Me. Yeah. It's like, and it's funny. Like, these guys are basically like social media influencers. Like, their videos are very high-octane, (laughs) high-energy, catch your attention in a short amount of time. And they're very much a part well, of the social media generation. Well, well, we well we know now. Also, have talked to me even now. Well, now we know who who are good, who our role models will be to go to to test the boundaries of social media in a way. But even though this was is about talk to me, not about social media much. But what I'm saying is, I love how their usage of testing the limits has really proven them proven themselves worthy in talk to me. Truly, it really has. Right. Well, if you if you see their videos, it, it's you wouldn't expect the movie to be as slow paced or as thoughtful as it is. 
You know, I was expecting something with like a lot of fast paced Sam Raimi type of horror <laughs> shots here. And instead, we don't get that at all. We actually get this slower film, you know, about grief and trying to come over that and trying to be with our family when our family needs us. But, you yes. know, that again, that, that, that's, uh, that was, it's a movie that, uh, doesn't try to just focus on the horror element, but rather more the psychological terror by making uh, yeah. you care for these and characters. Also, yes, and it does. And also, you know, it also kind of has that notion where there are demons that are good and bad, and some must be demolished to, to protect the others. But then mm -hmm. the question is, the question is, who even gets the bigger raw end of the deal, truly? But this film will will make it's your the audience like truly it'll make their minds race with a lot of thought race with thinking back to the game they played race with the previous outcomes like there's so many things that are moving obstacles toward where the terror lies and i like where it lies because it's like it's it's like the terror and the direction is making its bed but it hasn't found its person to lie in it <laughs> right you know well i just like how the movie was methodically paced and that's what kind of builds up on the tear and especially the style too you know it's it's not a highly stylized thing it's it's very it's a very slow style i'm getting undressed because i want to get sexy for this late night thing <laughs> um, well this movie has a whole lot of that this movie will have a whole lot of fun so, so well oh, yep. there there was it's that one good. horny ghost in it that was real yes yeah that 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 wasn't one i was expecting to see at all Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and also there was that um one one thing I did not also expect in this film, like coming to think about it, you know, I did not expect even talking looking back on Otto, I did not I it's been ages since I've seen a mom play someone so hateful or like that or very demeaning kind of thing. Oh uh, I mean I would be hateful too if that happened to my kid. I would too, but man, her levels of it was like times ten. Literally, was it like, in a way, kind it of very? It seemed very. It seemed very kind of. Uh, <laughs> the helicopter. Well let's just say the helicopter parent vibe to the fullest. You know. Okay, I guess so. But I yeah, don't know. but yeah, but, but honestly, though, the film though is just like talk to me is just you know, I do believe, like. Of all the press that's getting and the attention it's getting, I think, and it's rare I say this, but this is probably one of the best horror films this year, I think, because mm. it's different. It's creative. It's a new direction. It's new directors. You know, it's yeah. people. It's something original. And the originality of this doesn't hasn't been something we've seen in a horror film in a long time, I feel. You know? Well, it, it it works because it's tied to an emotional story, and it's not just a bunch of people getting killed. You know, th that's why it's an original horror film, and we've been seeing an elevation in horror films recently. Oh you know? yeah, especially from A twenty four as well. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, look, X, other films like that, a, a combination of horror, combination of fantasy, a combination of suspense, right? Even the fantasy and horror kind of come come back and forth <laughs> yeah what, what was the horror film where it was like a nightmare airbnb and barbarian that was it 
Yes. Uh, that was a, an incredible horror movie that... Oh, that actually made me feel scared for, like, the first time in a long time. Yeah, uh, although I will say towards, like, the end, it gets a little silly when it gets to the whole big reveal and what it is and then how often we see that reveal. At a certain point, I'm like, all right, this is silly. Like, I, I can see, like, the fake tits on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... For- and look, we're already approaching close to the Halloween season. I wonder how long Talk to Me will be in theaters for, honestly. Probably a while, you know, really? if it keeps making money, you know? Well, let's see. Has it has it come out already in theaters? Or I it's, think it comes out tomorrow. Yeah. If, you, if the people are watching this, you could watch Talk to Me. You could watch it tomorrow kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. They can watch, watch it tomorrow or they can watch it on Thursday. Yeah. But, uh I, I liked uh, how they shot the opening sequence, too. It's particularly impressive how they followed one person through one continuous take at a party. And yep. then, yeah, and he's trying to see if his friend is okay because he goes into a certain room. He finds his friend. His back is turned towards the camera. It's filled with, like, cuts and bruises. And you're like, what happened to this guy? You could tell there's something wrong with him. He's had so he's had sort of like episodes before. He puts like a coat around his bag. He says, "It's all right. Let me take you home." And then he sees everyone with their phones, and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Put <laughs> your phones away." And then his his friend ends up. Uh, I'll. I don't want to give give away yes, the rest but, of what happened. But, and and that's probably mm-hmm. a good that's probably a good idea. But Mike, with what you just said, you're reminding me of my mode when we're in critic mode, kind of thing at our screenings. How I am with that stuff. You well, know? what I liked about it was <laughs> that it it kind of reminded me of the opening of Halloween when yes. you were going through the kids like eyes, and it was just through one shot, and it went through the whole house. Except through going through a house, you're going through a party in this sequence, and the movie establishes sort of like 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 what, what you're to expect. Be in, yeah, what you're going to be in for later on, but then it slows down. And, and this time when it slowed down and was developing his character, I wasn't bored with this character because a lot of times I feel bored with them. Like I, when, I, f- I feel the same way, especially if it's like someone who's a killer or someone like a spirit or something like, yeah. you know, like I think like one film that kind of came to my mind, even as a little off topic but it's just the same thing still and i thought it was a clever idea but just the same thing but my main connection is like is like like talk to me is not repetitive but like a movie like sinister for example yes that was very creepy as an idea but look it became the same thing repetitive once Mm -hmm. again they made sequels out of a sequel just because the first one made enough money to do so but talk to me is that type of film that will not need a sequel honestly yeah, and I really hope it doesn't get a sequel, especially with the way it ends. Like, it could easily set up for a sequel, but you don't want that to happen. No, we don't. Like, they could... A way to do a sequel, make a whole different story where it's like it correlates, but it's not continuing, you know? Right, right, Kind of thing. Right. That's, that's kind of like kind of like the Rocky franchise moving on to a Creed franchise, you know? Yeah, you could do that, but it's still it's still kind of like even if you cut to you could cut to different characters, kind of like how they did it with twenty eight months later or weeks later, yes. I should say. But yes, it still wouldn't work as well. You know, yes, I was that sequel didn't either. Yes, my thing with this movie though is I was just kind of thinking, you know, 
like how it's been in festivals and when I, this is the type of film that I could see in a festival for sure. It's mm-hmm. creative. It's different. It's artistic. Well, it started yeah. in a festival. It started, it, it got picked yeah. up at Sundance. Oh yeah. Cause then... I remember some people, I do film critic friends and colleagues like, Oh, I have to watch this again. Cause I haven't watched it in months where they watched at festivals and whatnot. Right. You they know? saw it at Sundance and now it's coming out again. They got to Oh, boo-hoo, they got to see a movie again. Or they, or I'm sure, you know, they consume tons of media a day. Then it's like, okay, didn't actually pay attention to that one completely, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, as a critic, that is a problem. Yes. I will say that I run Oh, yeah, we're, that... we're about to hit that mode in a few months, honestly. <laughs> you oh, know? God, October's coming. And oh, the ap- applications are already open. <laughs> I know they're already open and I'm like, I don't know if I want to apply. <laughs> and it's, it's the easiest application though. We will a little off topic, but that's what I mean. We're going to, I'm sure we're going to see a whole lot more horror even, but there's nothing. Talk to me though. I would love talk to me to have this. Honestly, if it could have anything to do with Chicago international, I believe even though it would be way later, like bring those directors again. Bring them. Mm-hmm. They would be the right voice for this festival. Truly, you know. Yeah. And, well, they're fun. Yeah. You know, the, the the these guys are. Uh, they're a light of energy. They they uh, bring in because if you haven't seen their YouTube videos, is basically like have Harry Potter versus Star Wars. <laughs> yes, have, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, or have Ronald McDonald going and terrorize like uh, no he'll go in and wrestle a bunch of people it's like a bunch of stunts and action like mixed together and it's it's like watching fantasy fights and it's it's fun but you know i didn't expect the guys who make the fantasy fight things to make mm-hmm. something like this mm-hmm. well know? i i just thought of something here's what i think i need to have now i want to see maybe they'll have an embalmed hand then what if i did as a prank like we're gonna play talk to me then what if all of a sudden that actually happened the whole imagination thing you know let's hope not but i I, I just think of the imagination land in uh south park now Okay, that's a good one. Or imagine there's a South Park episode for Talk to Me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Uh, So, but but yeah, this film was different than most horror films because it was more rooted on its characters rather than its horror. It's rooted in its characters. It's a dark past, especially if the character Mia, the very dark past, and having going through many hard times. It's almost like the one of the hard times is the one who is facing the challenging turmoil yet again she's not getting the bigger raw end of the deal like the audience would probably expect it's kind of it correlates to the one who doesn't deserve it but that's kind of like the director's approach to make this different with a different aspect to not make it predictable to have to to, to help us because i feel it's important in horror is to create questions for its audience because you want you want the even though it may be a horrific experience you also want it to be an experience that's one about like bring you into another world of of a form of terror that's from the imagination of new directors <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah and surprisingly although their youtubers are pretty good at it you know because the terror isn't about the hand or about how gory the ghosts are <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. about what they make you do to yourself. 
Oh and yeah. About and about the 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 ghosts of the <laughs> past and the things that haunt you that are coming back to get you, and that's what makes a terror really work in this film. Oh hell yes, than, it does. Yeah, more than some some of the special effects. Like you know, they you have like the typical ghosts who are like all slimy and <laughs> drooling and stuff like that, and like that. Yeah, those elements didn't work <laughs> as well. You for got. Me. You got the smiling grins that are just creepy of those, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you have the creepy old lady who, like, in a wheelchair who's, like, smiling and grinning, <laughs> telling you to, like, do something terrible. Yeah. And, like, and so, some of that didn't work as well. Like, I kind of would have liked to have seen, like, but, but I get why they did it, because, like, immediately you get, oh, a scary ghost. You look at it, and it's it looks like it's dead and decaying. But... It would have been more creepy if they showed just like a normal person. And they just told you to do fucked up things. Oh, oh, yes, for sure. And they could just take over. Your I was a little worried that. how much I was worried how far those fucked up things could go. Oh, well, I mean, they went pretty I know, far. Right? That was places, the thing that made this film rather intriguing. Yeah. And, well, that's because and, and because... with my press screening being at an album. Al- Funny thing is, being at an Alamo draft house, I was trying to think to myself, is this going to be a repulsive experience? What food should I order to avoid repulsiveness? <laughs> oh, you know? Well. The, don't get their yeah. cauliflower wings. They're gross. No, not at all. I think that day I just did like the tenders or something. But because I wasn't so sure how then, no, it was more. It wasn't really repulsive. It was just horrifying, you know? Yeah. Kind of. Well, well, when the kid like pulls out his eyeball oh i'm oh that made me kind of just do this to my eye i'm just yeah. like oh yeah because they go there and if you've seen their youtube channel they get that's very similar to their content they get very gory like with their stuff and because when you think about it if someone gets their eye hurt like that that's kind of very hard to heal at that point well yeah they eyeballs like the most sensitive Yes, part of the body. So yeah. you, that's the one thing you want to get here, get hurt the least. But uh, oh yeah, for sure. What do you think the film was trying to say about tampering with the dead? I think the film was trying to say, honestly, of tampering with the dead. I think the film was trying to say, you know, like kind of respect that the past has its place in a way, you know, mm-hmm. or always remember if someone's dead based on someone's behalf that in a way the consequences still lie with them, even though that person who should, who doesn't deserve to be forgiven is still living. It's a reminder that it's always going to be with them. And this is like the film making that person that people would view as the bad influence, be the one that has to suffer the bigger consequences mentally and internally and spiritually. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if I were to look at it, it's saying don't tamper with the dead because the dead will tamper with you. Yes, and the yeah. dead, de- the dead does tamper with the dead does tamper with you, and and everyone who's gonna go watch this film, don't mess with the dead. I'm just gonna say that now. Maybe don't mess with yeah. the dead before watching this movie. I don't know what's gonna come back to haunt you after, but I'm because, not spiritual. <laughs> yeah, they'll play with your loss. They'll play with all of your emotions and then use them against you. Yes, in this horrible way imaginable. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's it, the way this movie works is 
just structurally how they put together the screenplay, like each act kind of nicely coincides with the next part. When you see that moment of horror when Riley, you know, abuses himself to what this hand actually does to how it relates to the mother to how it relates to Riley. And you see how each element kind of like gets nicely put together. It's, it, it makes for a very solid, uh, well-constructed horror film. That it does. And also it just like, like even when, you know, like I love how there's a moment where even people know it's a bad idea, but then, but then one of then the kids like, can we please try? Can I please try? That is the indication we were like, oh, shit's about to go down. Oh, Up, yeah. Down, down very horrifically. <laughs> you know? Well, when he was going to try it, I didn't think it was going to go get as bad as it did. I thought they were going to pull him out. I, I know, right? I remember in my in the screening when, when that happened, I just remember people be like, be like, oh, my God. And I think I recall shouting be like, be like okay that's that's over the amount of stitches probably a doctor could handle in one setting probably yeah no he, he looked terrible at the end you ever you ever see prisoners he looked like what paul dano looked like after hugh jackman just beat the shit out of him oh. and tortured him oh i agree he looks here's what he looked like he kind of looked like that but then but but then but then but then two weeks of, of of no treatment whatsoever after, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Because if you remember in Prisoners how they laid that whole thing out, Hugh Jackman literally kind of structured how much he was going to beat the shit out of Paul Dano in that movie. You know, he, he did. But I I will admit, like Paul Dano, like kind of recovered like really fast in that movie too. I remember he just kind of bandaged up towards the end, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like his old face would have just been wrapped in and, bandages. And, or just... and and even then, I'm just thinking, okay, each well, time, no. I'm just thinking each time Hugh Jackman's character is abusing him, that's like additional fines, one after the other. You know? Yeah. Kind of. yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, that's life in prison at this point for many things, but that's just a movie. But that's the thing: horror films that test the bound the limits of things, and you find a point it's a little bit like that and talk to me you find a point in talk where you know certain people that that there's not going to be light for them but there may be light for others just like how we're talking about how paul dano uh gets his ass beat in prisoners you know there's no light for him either so it's like but the people the people who are like saddened and dealing with the emotions they don't want to realize that because they're so distracted thinking there's nothing else or no one else to blame you know, mm, yeah, that's a really good point, and it's just and it's just funny how people are just obsessed with just getting someone who uh, they're recording who there. someone's suffering and de- because at one point in the movie, you find out these guys knew this hand was dangerous and they decided to use it anyways, mm-hmm. and it just shows how careless society can be mm-hmm. when it comes to handling power. You know, it's a little Oppenheimer reference if you really think about it there. Oh, hell so. yes to that for sure. And and above all, Oppenheimer is still killing it at the box office right now. Is it really? really? Is it It'd actually be... doing well? Oh, yes. They got scalpers even going selling IMAX 70 mm tickets. Wow. That's amazing. Well, honestly, I can just, just sure. imagine a lot of Americans walking out being like, that was boring. 
oh, if I got that reaction, I will, I will lose it. You know, mm. I may, I may have to go revisit Compassionate Spy. It's at the Siskel of Steve James. You know, oh, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I need a little Oppenheimer pre-Oppenheimer refresher now. A little right, bit, right, you know? right, right. A less well, shorter version. But back to talk to me. But I will say though, you know what? With this though, like testing the boundaries in horror. I feel there. it always depends on the writing of that director, ultimately. Yeah. And these directors are original. They know how to do it right, in a way, you know, especially if probably a limited budget and whatnot, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I mean, I will bounce back on the originality thing a little bit. Like, I think it's kind of been used a lot, the whole conjuring of the spirits thing. It's just this time it's, like, in the hand and... Like it's not that original, but it's well constructed, and oh, that's that why the movie and that's why the movie works. You know how how they're a, able to uh, basically slowly reveal what this hand does, or not slowly reveal what the hand does, but they slowly reveal how this hand relates to uh, Mia, yes, and to her journey. Mm-hmm. And how we get there. And then when we get to, to that third act, it's actually quite rewarding. You know, you don't feel like you're kind of robbed in the end. Because I remember as I was watching and I'm going, oh, no, don't end right now. Don't end right now. That would just ruin it. But no, they keep going for a little while. And then it does reach a huge boiling point that uh, will will make you go, oh, my God. I think when you mm-hmm. see the ending. Oh, hell yes. Now I want an embalmed hand looking like talk to me for some reason. You, you know, could just you could get that wrapped up in ceramic wrap. Well, they said like apparently there is a hand under it. They do say that in the movie. Oh, yes, definitely. And right. whoever's hand that is, I'm sure that's why they're cursed. You know, right, right. So I'm how sh- do you think the movie handles this undertones of loss? I think it's I, I think it kind of dismisses it for a while. Mm-hmm. And lets the terror of it evolve in yeah. the context where it's like, okay, why are the regrets coming when the horror is happening? Oh, the regrets are coming because of the loss and what happened. And then there starts to come a moment where, where even as me as an audience member, as a critic is like, oh, wait, there's more to it than we than we know. There's mm-hmm. underlying issues also outside of it. All those contributors contribute to the tendency of the horror, the tendency of of the weird catastrophes, the tendencies of the mistreatment, the tendencies of how weird things keep evolving. I'm just like every judgment or moral that is negative plays a negative central, which even grows this the, the evil spirit of this film. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. Because what what that evil spirit brings out is basically uh, like this this sense of regret that turns into anger, that turns into rage, that ends up having these characters use it against themselves and mm-hmm. ultimately yes. destroy themselves for its own purpose. <laughs> yeah, but, now, and now I'm just thinking, given this is in the UK, I believe, right? Uh, Australia. Australia. UK. Oh, yeah, Australia. Yeah. I'm just thinking now kind of thing, you know, because I've been seeing IMAXs for Australia. I'm thinking, oh, if 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 they put talk to me in an IMAX, which is never happening, that IMAX would be haunted. That spirit would lurk on that giant ass screen, you know? 
You talk about that 70 millimeter screen showing that big hand. On yes. There. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I could <laughs> picture the IMAX falling apart, having issues, and it would be like, oh, this place is haunted because we played Talk to Me. <laughs> yeah. I just love the way this movie generates horror because it, do it, it, do it doesn't just use jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, which it could do, you know. It uses anxiety provoking aspects. Yes. Yeah. You're using anxiety-provoking aspects. We, you see, that's the thing. We need more anxiety-provoking aspects. We need more psychologically evoking aspects. We need more where it's like where it's like the growing of evil grows just out of just out of life itself instead of something, you know? Because that's mm. almost what this is: growing out of life itself, you know? Yeah, it's growing out of the the regret that you might face in life. Or the, the loss, grief, and how that ends up manifesting into something terrible. Oh, yes. That this can was... ultimately kill you. Oh, yes. Kill your friends. And I, I kind of, you know, one thing I liked about this movie is I liked all the characters. I never felt like I wanted anyone to die in it. Me neither. I felt, I'm like, I'm like, please let everyone live, but, but, but help, but, but honestly, truly um, help, help, help them. Help them, help help them get 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 um help them fuck the spirit up so it can't fuck them up anymore. Right. You know? I was expecting that kind of ending where they all just start beating the <laughs> shit out of the spirit, or that I expected somebody to win in the end or come out on top. Yes. And you don't really get that, and that's what made this movie feel so interesting is that the bad guy kind of ultimately wins. Oh yes, the bad guy ultimately wins, but then he leaves kind of lessons for for those who have survived. It seems like you know. Well, yeah, really. he's he's basically taught them not to use him. Yes, they're still going to, so he's going to enjoy himself. He's going to or themselves and have fun with themselves along the way. Oh yeah, that he and and it's amazing how the, there's all of this in literally just almost under a hundred minutes, literally. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, the movies, the movies like hour 34 or something like that. Yes. Like, and it's got, yeah, and it's got so much more subtext than I find. And, you know, some movies are going two and a half hours plus. You know, I get so much more out of this movie than I do with, you know, the recent Marvel thing where they're. Going oh, down. don't. Oh, I'm getting tired of Marvel right now. And if guys are watching this. You could be mad at me for saying that, but yes, I am getting a little tired of Marvel right now. Kind I'm of, not right? even watching Secret Invasion because me I, neither. Watched, I watched a little bit of it and they're like, oh, the squalls are going to come. I'm like, oh, those green alien guys from Miss Marvel? What do I give a shit? And they just <laughs> it off. I mean, we're just, I don't know. It's just, it's everything now. And it's just like not even special anymore, you know? Yeah. You know? Well, the, and the, that's starting to happen with Star Wars too. You're getting so much of it. <laughs> That it's starting to lose a lot of its luster. Although I will say, and Andor was great. I loved Andor. That was a good yeah. show. Oh, However, yeah, the whole one way out scene was amazing. I don't review TV, but I'm kind of thinking about it. It's more that I have to change up my whole format of things to review TV, and yeah. I, and I, and I, that that's a lot of disciplinary stuff in my mind that my mindset cannot get its act together to do right now. <laughs> All right. No, I understand that. But I mean, I like, I like how this movie was different than most other horror elements because yeah, it, it it's was. about, yeah, because it's about so much more than the dead bodies or the scary ghosts. It's about what yes. those ghosts mean. 
and Halloween yes. come back to haunt you for the things that you and, feel bad about. And I'm going to say one thing. I'm glad it wasn't a monster, like a legit monster, as in like a visual monster. I am so glad it was not that. It was a lot of different monsters. That's that what I saw. mean. Like like hidden, like not like a Wendigo or something like that. Right. You know? Right, right. There's different ones to see at different times because they just keep coming up with different dead people each time they conjure them. Yep, and not like the boogeyman either, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I thought this movie was going to go from one direction and it ended up in another one. I really... Uh, it really I... kind of took me off guard, especially when that young kids you know started hurting himself i really how do you think this movie like handles misdirection i think it handles misdirection by kind of just opening another can of worms to give its audience an idea of what of what new thing the person who is surviving or are surviving what they need to make a priority before it gets any worse but sadly the spirit is kind of beating them to it by one or two steps every time you know yeah because as soon as they realize something, it's like, boom, something bad happens. Boom, something bad happens. You know, right. right when there's a realization, almost like a final destination thing. But no, not by cars falling on you, not by not by falling off a ladder, not by a ladder going through your eye or shit like that. You know, right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and that's I, no. why I can't. And that's why I can't stand that Final Fantasy shit. All those stupid deaths. Well, not not stupid. They're just Final Fantasy. You know, yeah. Final Destination? Well, well, whatever. Final Fantasy, Final Destination, whatever. It almost yeah. was like a Final Fantasy of deaths, better way to say in those films, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Because those films, the way they do it is not really horrific. It just looks like comic book almost. Well, you know? yeah, it, it's it's silly violence. I mean, it, it, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's what separates silly violence from something that's more realistic. Yeah, And it's how much we care about the character. And get in Final Destination, they're all disposable. We don't care what happens to these guys, you know. We don't care if they we want to see how cool it looks when they get wiped off a roller coaster. We're not yeah. thinking, oh my god, that kid just took out his own eye. Or know? or or the fact that a guy's apartment sets on fire in Final Destination too, because he puts his hand through a garbage disposal to get a ring, but then he can't get out. So then his apartment's setting on fire. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. All because your hand is stuck in a disposable, you know? Yeah. Kind yeah. Of well, that, it, there's a lot of dumb deaths in that movie, but that movie's more about the how fun the dumb, dumb deaths That's exactly what it is. And that's why when it happened, I just found myself laughing and not even scared a lot of times. Well, know? yeah. Final Destination doesn't really have any real horror to it. Those movies are more comedic than anything. That was that that was just based off something like, let's get creative by keep on making people die in the most craziest of ways, you know? And yeah. they still do that sometimes. I could kill them in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I was just watching this. I'm going, what do these ghosts want in the end? Do they just want terror or do they want someone to? I I think it's more they want respect. It's Hmm. more, I think they want respect or to respect that someone's gone because of someone else's bullshit, you know? Hmm. But but Hmm. in the end, they want them to prove that their bullshit has consequences and they want to prove the consequences is them hovering over them like helicopter ghosts until they understand how much consequences they truly deserve, even though they're not getting it because well, they, what kind they of got consequences did Mia deserve? 
What did she well, do? Mia didn't deserve really any for sure. It's just more like accepting from right. her errors about the consequences that there were. You well, know? she I think she accepted that yeah. her mom yes. you know, killed herself, but she couldn't accept that until you know the father read the suicide note to her. And then, then she had her own underlying problem still kind of thing. It's more that she continued, I think, to do wrong after the death, which makes sense. I think it's almost like the spirit is trying to say you kept going down like a deep hole. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like when you were already in one, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, the, yeah. Cause, cause I don't think that spirit in the end was her own mother. No, it that was wasn't. just something pretending. No, that there was something pretending to be your mom. Oh yeah. That wanted her to feel even worse about her suicide. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, when she already so. felt bad, but it was playing on her guilt to take advantage of her. That and, it was. That yeah. it was. There's a lot to say about this movie. It's one hell of an experience. It's different. It's 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 invigorating. It's it's horrific. It's it's like it's mentally it's mentally intuitive. The subtext is great. The writing is great. The horror is gonna blindside you, not in a in a way that is just like mesmerizing i think this may be one of the best films of 2023 in terms of horror and one of just it just it's just an idea of uh, of one immersive terror experience that's unforgettable i think right well i do especially what happens with these characters in the end is unforgettable and where it leads to is uh somewhere where i didn't you know it didn't see going It, it it takes you and turns you in other directions and shocks you and revolts you but it also gets you thinking a lot and that's what a good horror movie does that it does yeah but yeah i wonder what's next on i wonder what's next well we're already getting ready for horror films coming up a lot of the venues throughout chicago like music box getting ready for their music box of horrors and i think some other theaters are going to organize stuff like that. Now I'll truly get into my horror jam a lot around that time for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, Tarek, thank you so much for coming oh. on. Oh, you're uh, welcome. Mike. I think we can both say we highly recommend this movie. Yes. I would give it three and a half out of four Guinnesses. I think you would give it, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm giving it, I'm giving this movie, honestly, a three and a half out of four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I love I love this film and I mean I loved it. There's still some things I think about periodically where I think a little bit of improvement was needed, but not a whole lot. But these are new directors giving them benefit of the doubt. But they're they're for this work, this is kind of astonishing, you know, for for a new direction. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of thing. I really wasn't expecting a movie this this thoughtful from them at all. I was expect, expecting something very comedic and over the top and silly. And when I heard these guys were making this movie and everyone was saying, Oh, so good. I'm like, is it really? Mm-hmm. And then I saw it and then I was like, yeah. Oh that, yeah. That was actually a thoughtful film. That wasn't just <laughs> dumb horrors. Like, I know. I you know, felt horror, horrors really having a new Renaissance. It seems, you know, between barbarian and between oh god, what where were some of the other ones that have come out? Um, Barbarian. I mean, you had Halloween ends last year. Uh, yeah, that, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. 
Yeah. No, they're just, they're gonna continue. They're not done with that shit. Although know? they like definitely <laughs> killed Michael Myers for good in that movie. But, but then but then wait, they'll be like, he's born again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. He'll just he'll just get he's like a spirit. Yeah. He'll just wind up in someone else. I think that's what they were setting up with that movie. Oh yes. End. For but, sure. Definitely. Yeah. But more horror, more fun times. A twenty four does pretty good horror. And this was I had much more fun of this from A twenty four than I did with X kind of thing. Oh yeah! Year. Oh, that was the other movie I was thinking of. I was thinking <laughs> X though was rather creative. I was thinking of X and Pearl. Approach. Pearl, yes, Pearl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pearl. See, that, that, that's that. elevated horror, where it's because uh, again that movie works because you actually felt bad for the killers in a way, and the same, and you kind of understood why they killed people, but at the same time. Don't I, kill people. <laughs> I feel they need. I feel I know a music box theater now. Music box. I'm being positive. Don't worry. How they do a highs and lows film series. I feel a highs and lows film series would be perfect. Where it's like put like maybe maybe um like put <sighs> talk to me first, then put X right below that. You know. Yeah. Do that. Reason Ooh. why? Take one seriously. Then one not so seriously, and X would be the one not to take so seriously. <laughs> right, right. Although Pearl, I'd take a little more seriously, although that's still kind of comedic in a way. Yes. Yeah, it gets but, very, but, especially but what the if, scarecrow scene. But if it was Pearl and X in a high and lows, I would say have Pearl go before X for sure still. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. you're good. Yes. Well, Tarek, thank you for coming on. You can check out yes. all the stuff at Movies with Tarek. Yep. Uh, and then you and can check out all my stuff at YPA Reviews. The YPA. Oh, I'm sorry. And and also going forward, we got we'll, we'll have. I'm sure we'll have other events coming up. And also going forward, um, where I'm just awaiting right now what those I'm awaiting a response from Rotten Tomatoes. So we'll we'll see with that kind of thing. Mm. So we'll see. But otherwise, I hope that there's just more that we can offer and. We'll get more creative. We'll think of new ideas, whatnot, like how, Mike, we did that Spectrum episode mm. not too long ago. I'm almost thinking, you know, what if we continued that going forward when there's other films Spectrum-wide that come to theaters or whatnot, or if they do other things, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But because that's something figure. But yeah, we're open to ideas. But yes, follow Mike at YPA Reviews. You could also find me at, at MoviesWithTarek.com. And um, we're also both part of the... Chicago Indie Critics, CIC. Um, CIC has been good to us. And with all the directors and members of CIC also, thank you for always encouraging us as critics to keep growing as critics, for sure. Definitely. Thank you for signing up for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for doing my own credentials for me. Like, yeah, see see him at YP. That's my job. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yep, yep, our jobs. But yes, anyway. Yep, yep, go see Talk To Me, people. Go see Talk To Me. See, it's coming out in theaters. Uh, well, fuck it, today really. Yes, maybe so I, secu- if if you got a list of AMC, yeah, if you got a list of AMC, secure your seats today, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, yeah. you guys can see. So go see. Talk to me in theaters officially Friday, uh, July twenty eighth. Bardo, I think. All right, let me double check. Yeah, 
in theaters and, July 28th, but and, you could you could catch and, it July 27th, like in an yeah, early screen. You could, and be prepared because cinemas will still have people wearing pink for Barbie still. So yeah, they, so, well, however, we still saw a lot of people. I still still see a lot of yes. people in pink for Barbie when I was that. Yes, but honestly, if you're worried about the color, you don't need to wear. I don't think there's much pink to offer with talk to me. So yes, <laughs> yes, right. Well, yes. guys, thanks so much for listening. If you liked so what much. you listened, if you liked what you heard, subscribe to YPA Reviews, the YPA Censor. You'll probably agree. Yep, and I'm Tark of Movies of Tark. You can also find me on Twitter at Movies of Tark. And I'm also on TikTok and Instagram, all that jazz, posting my posting my reviews in any form of coverage or anything movie-wise that comes to my mind. I'm kind of getting sporadic with my postings right now. That's <laughs> uh, all right. All right. We'll see you guys later. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Have a good night, guys. I like you. Bye.